0: this is jones and mecca on weei
1: weei after the first two games with day out tomorrow Yankees coming in is just sort of give everybody a, a little bit of a mental break or nah man like i mean we we didn't play bad against them Two explain games you know and, and that's part of it you know if you look at our games the last five or six games here at home they've been closed so it's you know obviously we, we want to play better, but it really doesn't matter, you know, like it can be, you know, we we lose, we lost against the Pirates, the Cardinals here, you know, the Reds. It, it, I mean, we played them last weekend, we beat them, you know, it wasn't like a must-win series, you know, so uh, we just got to keep rolling. Um, you know, they lost today, you know, I saw that because I'm looking at the Mets, so just be ready for this one. Come on. uh,
2: come on. They played well, Mego. I mean, they lost two out of three to the Rockies, who are, let me see, the third-worst team in the National League. But they played well. I mean, come on. They went to extra innings in their two losses. Didn't you know that?
3: And then he rattles off bad teams that they lost to, and he's like, see, we lost to those guys earlier. It was fine.
2: <laughs> lost to the Cardinals.
3: Lost to the Pirates.
2: <laughs> like, that's a good thing.
3: Like, what is this argument?
2: I don't, uh, I don't know. At least he's keeping close track of the Yankees, though. Uh, who did lose yesterday. Yankees are nine games over five hundred. They, in fairness, are clinging to the final wild-card spot in the American League, right? Toronto, as good as the AL East has been, they're out of a wild-card spot. Baltimore's in a wild-card spot. Tampa is mostly running away with the American League at 49-22. and 22. So we all think they should be buying, right? We all agree? Buy at the trade deadline? I, I think Haim Bloom should be allowed to do it. I think he should be allowed to buy. If you're selling and blowing it up, well, then blow it up. Get rid of Bloom now. What are you waiting for? Get rid of Alex Cora. What are you waiting for? Start over. Get ready to hit the ground running in the offseason. And, like, who's in charge of selling off pieces? Who's in charge of piecing it together? I don't know. Brian O'Halloran or somebody like that in the interim. Just sell off for the most prospects you can get. Fine. If you're going to buy and you're really going to attempt to invest and make a playoff run, give Bloom one more chance. I, I don't love how he's built this team. I never liked the hire in the first place. I don't like the high and bloom prospects model. I don't like that model. Building through the 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 minor leagues when you're the Boston Red Sox. That's not how I would build in this city. I build it exactly how Dombrowski did. I'd sell off my prospects, most of them, for established players. And I'd try to win now. And Dombrowski never got full credit for identifying guys like Devers to hang on to. He didn't trade Mookie Betts either, you know, or Bogarts. Like, he kept a lot of their young players. He traded off a lot of them. He kept a lot of them. The, well, one, he, the and, one he probably held on to too long was Benintendi. Go ahead. And,
3: and the young guys who now it seems like behind the scenes, Bloom is high on getting them in there too, like Tristan Casas. Yeah, right. I now, mean, these are Dabrowski guys.
2: Correct. Now, Casas, not a great prospect. Uh, these days it doesn't feel like. But that was one of the crown jewels of your organization which I think tells a story about prospects in general. Like, oh, he can't miss. Oh, he's a top-20 prospect. He's not as good as Marcelo Meyer. That's a real can't-miss prospect. But Tristan Cassis, he's not going to miss. Well, it looks like he's missing. He looks like he's a massive, massive miss. So I never liked the Bloom approach anyway. But I think he should be allowed to attempt to save his job at this trade deadline. That's what I think. Maybe you guys disagree. And I'm not telling you he's going to save his job. Trading for a big-league shortstop and adding a starting pitcher. Maybe a bullpen arm or something like that. Those are minor moves. If he makes
0: the mark in, or the Red Sox a playoff team? I don't know if they're a playoff team, but they're definitely much more in the mix than they are right now. I think they could be a playoff team. I mean, you only have to make up a couple of games. What are they? 5 out, I think of the wild card or that last wild card. They're
2: 5 out, but they got a leapfrog one two uh yeah, two teams. actually they only got they only got a leapfrog three teams, three although teams. although two of them are in the division. So you'd have to finish third in the division as it stands right now and pass the Angels.
0: I think that's possible. I don't think that that's something that's complaining. I mean, the Blue Jays are having a down year. Yankees are having a down year. I think that's doable. And I do think that there's some pieces in place right now that under the right circumstances, this team could get hot. And we've seen it happen already. They had a, a pretty good win streak early on in the year, which now looks like fool's gold. But I think it's possible for them to get back there again. I think the pitching's good enough, and there's enough bats in the lineup that if you add to it, you got something. You at least have something worth watching for the rest of the summer. That's more what I care about at this point, It's I just want to have a, a Product to watch until we get the football.
3: Yeah, I think we all. I think we all feel that way. I think everybody feels that way. You don't want to watch a team that just you think sells hits, off most. Think John good Henry parts. feels that way. And maybe, like, Devers has a good year, you know, for himself. I'm still upset about my Penguins.
2: I, I wonder if Henry feels that way. I wonder if Henry well, cares. we
3: all. Like, yeah, on this no. show, we, we all
2: feel that Sure. Way. I'd, I'd like them to be competitive, and I'd like them to try to make a run for the wild card. And let's see where it ends up. That's what I would like to see them do.
3: The thing that we've been hearing Cora say, though, that I totally agree with is just the complete lack of consistency in this team. Like, series to series Sometimes it looks like a radically different team depending on the weekend that they have. And we're just, as Arkham pointed to earlier uh, a couple minutes ago, we're kind of late in the season yes. to be sitting here going, yeah. who are these guys? Do so- they have a strong bullpen? Or are they actually good with their pitching? Are they a really strong offensive team? Or, you know, the bat's going to go cold for a week and a half. And it gets to this point where... You win a series against the Yankees, and then you lose a series against the Rockies, and it constantly feels like one step forward, two steps back. So,
2: RK made this point a few weeks ago, maybe last week. I I forget, but he's like, make a move now. And he said it earlier, like, I want the Red Sox to buy for, like, another week, and then the window might be closed. So, it would benefit them. It would behoove them to buy early. And again, I'm saying I'd keep Bloom if you're adding. Big league talent at the deadline, I'd keep Bloom. And then it would shut core up, complaining about the roster. Oh, you don't think you have a big league shortstop? Good, we got you a big league shortstop. Oh, you don't think you have enough in your rotation? Well, guess what? Uh, Your kids are pitching pretty well. Whitlock and Bayo specifically. Paxton's been okay, though I wouldn't hold my breath on him doing it much longer. And we got you another starter. So shut up. Go manage him. Like, that's what I want them to do. That should be the approach. I'm not telling you it's going to work. But that's what I want them to do leading up to the deadline. What do you want, buyers or sellers for the Red Sox? And should Bloom be in charge of it? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Zach is on the uh, on the line. Go ahead, Zach.
1: Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. Um, I, I do think I do agree with what you guys are saying. I, I do think they should they should buy. Uh, although I think Christian has a good point. In another week or so, you you might be changing your mind about that. But I think this is more with. For me, about, about Haim is just, I guess, it's his lack of creativeness when he's making these these moves or letting people like Nate and Waka, you know, leave with the performance they're putting. I mean, we, who knew they would shove the way they're shoving? Well, but Waka, Waka was great just, again last night. Or was it two nights ago? Waka, yeah. Waka's
2: last start was great again last yeah, night. Yes. Thank you.
1: And, you know, I just think when he first came here, I, I felt like it was going to be, I was like, stoked. You know, this is going to be the next Dodgers, Andrew Friedman type, where... We're going to be loaded with prospects and big league talent. He just hasn't seemed to find his own identity. Like, I don't I don't know where we are on that scale either.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think your, your your farm system is that good. Like, their farm system is better than when Dombrowski was here, but I don't think your farm system is that good. I mean, they lucked into Marcelo Meyer. Like, the one prospect he may really have hit on, they lucked into. See, COVID wasn't all bad. But, like, you know, it's like he, he was supposed to go number one. He was like the consensus guy to go number one, and they somehow got him at four. When I say they lucked into him. Like, he dropped into your lap, so you took him. Uh, That's no stroke of genius. It's not like he identified some kid and was like, wow, he was supposed to go at one, they got him at four. So, like, good. You you had the sensibility to pick. Three teams passed on him. But, like, if that's what your whole farm system is backed on, there takes no special talent to do that. There's nothing special about High and Bloom. So I feel like I've sounded like a bit of a Bloom defender lately uh, because I'm sick and tired of everybody defending Cora. And I feel like Cora's finally started to get some heat. So, this is your last effort to save your job, Hayam Bloom. So, go do it. But the idea that he was going to be Andrew Friedman or something like that, I don't get why people ever believed that or thought that. He was never the GM in Tampa. Like, oh, this is how Tampa does it. This is what Tampa does. He's going to bring it over. You have no idea what he does, he's the assistant. It's like being like Sam Cassell now as an assistant is going to magically fix everything because he was an assistant in Philadelphia. It's Wait, like, he's not. I don't think so. I I, I mean, I like the, no, the other assistant is. The oh yeah, guy, the yeah. two
3: assistants. Charles
2: Lee is going to do it because he won in Milwaukee. Okay. That's probably the better analogy. Although uh, the Tampa never won, but like the idea that like some assistant, he was the assistant. Who who the hell knows what he even did there? I have no idea what he did in Tampa Bay. He wasn't Andrew Friedman. He wasn't running the show. He was just probably looking at data and suggesting things. And when he got overruled, nobody knew about it because he was the assistant. And nobody cared. You are my boy, Adam Jones, young people. I am defending just him a lot lately. That, that, that is true. It's really more of a dig at Cora at than anything else. But I never got why people thought he would be free, but just answer the caller on that. Like, what what made you think that?
3: Yeah, I look, Zach references creativity, like a lack of creativity with bloom. I don't even know if it's creativity as... He doesn't he's he hasn't shown that he can see things before other people in the market see them. So he completely misread the Xander Bogart situation mm-hmm. and then completely lost control of it by the end of the season, was behind the eight ball on that. And then the same thing with the replacement and Trevor Story of everybody else going around going like, yeah, there's some injury concerns here. And he's like, well, this is great. This will be our built in replacement for when I screw up Xander Bogart. Right. Even the same thing like, OK, I pointed out this out a couple weeks ago, but Yoshida, like great creative move, whatever. Definitely a gamble and it, it's working. I, I think we would agree it's working, yeah. right? It's working. But then at the same time, the easy stuff slips through the cracks. Like, I'm not saying that you should have given JD like a three-year deal or something. But he's on a one-year deal out with the Dodgers. Right. And he's hitting better than basically anybody on your lineup outside of Yoshida. You got... So could you do the easy thing right? Could you have given one year $10 million to JD? I know he's old. Like, I sit here. You got... I talk about the old. Turner's
2: older. Turner's older. They had Turner. You had J.D. They have J.D. Now you have Turner. How and J.D.'s come the, better. How come the Dodgers got it right and you didn't? It's a great point. I, I want to ask you this, though. Why do you put Bogarts on Bloom or avaldi even on Bloom? Waka, I agree, 1,000% mm-hmm. is on high in Bloom. That's, that's smaller money. Why do you put the bigger money moves? avaldi who I think, I mean, a lot of us put that on on ownership when he re-signed last go-round. Or like Chris Sale-level moves we put on ownership. Why do you put Bogarts and Evaldi on, on Bloom and not ownership?
3: Well, we'd agree, first of all, that story is Bloom's move. Story is a move that Bloom owns. That, that was his move. That was that was his big swing. It was late
2: in the offseason. That was
3: that was Bloom telling everybody like I can I can negotiate a big contract. Look at me bring Trevor Story. Maybe
2: on. I mean I think I think anything that big ownership's got to be involved on. And did ownership instruct him to go spend money and he chose Trevor yes. Story? Maybe okay. So I'll, I'll go along with you on okay. that. Ownership said we need a move. Because we haven't spent anything and fans are restless, so go spend money. And he handpicked out of a, a, a series of players. Trevor Story, I'll go that far. So
3: in doing that, he put a lower priority on Xander Bogarts because he has the built-in uh, plan B. Maybe it was even plan A, and so Xander is going to be uh, less. He, he, he's you are going to have to prioritize him less, pay him less, whatever. But the way that he, they lowballed him at the beginning of the season, I mean, unless you are one of the worst ownership groups in all of sports, which I'll allow for is possible. That was misreading the market so poorly. Yeah,
2: so I. this is why I still link ownership and it, to the story. it
3: smells of Tampa to me. This
2: is why I still, and it does, it's Tampa-ish. There's no doubt about it. It smells
3: like Tampa at low tide.
2: <laughs> and look, this could be, this could also be ownership just bringing in a guy who they knew was going to do their bidding because they want to act like Tampa in terms of spending and they somehow thought that was going to, uh, you know, uh, come out to wins at the end of the day, like it does in Tampa, and it doesn't here. So, you know, maybe they just brought in a guy with their vision of reducing payroll, and and he was always going to do that. The reason I link ownership to story is because I think they saw the writing on the wall with Bogarts and what he was going to want, and the contract it was going to take, and they said, "All right, let's do something to get in front of it." But maybe that is more Bloom than ownership. I, I don't. I don't know. I think
3: that strategy might be true. I do think Bloom is the one who picked out that deal
2: yeah picked out story identified yes. story that that very well might be the case 617-779-7937 here we go uh let's see joe in california go ahead joe
1: Hey guys, Joe here in Chico, California, hey, originally from Boston. Nice. Hey, I just want to say, Hein Bloom has single-handedly destroyed the Red Sox. What so, in what world do you sign Corey Kluber, an over-the-hill has-been, over Michael Walker, um, Tapia? They just let him go uh Kyle Schwarber. We all know what Hein Bloom has done to this team, and I'm going to say okay, it again. Well,
2: it's weird to criticize him for Schwarber. He's the one who traded for Schwarber, so I wouldn't put that one on him. The Waka and Kluber thing, thousand percent fair. Nate that's, and JD. That's a thousand percent fair. Yeah. But again, I don't. I. Avaldi feels like that's on, that's ownership. What what contract did he get? avaldi got
3: seventeen.
2: A so year, a, yeah. Over how many years?
3: Uh, I just know this year is seventeen. I didn't look at the okay last
2: more time. than one right. So like which well, I think
0: was the sticking point with uh management as far as bringing back a Valdi.
2: Yeah. So he got three three years, sixty three. Maybe that is more Bloom than I give it credit for. That might be more. That's not a huge deal. So maybe that is more Bloom than I give it credit for. So okay. I mean, if you want to put Walk on him, you want to put a Valdi on him, fine. Schwarber he traded for. So like I, that's a weird one to put How on. How
3: dare you give him to us and then take him away? And,
2: and again, I mean, who do you think didn't want to give him the extension? Maybe it was Bloom too, but I'm guessing ownership didn't want to. Uh, Jeff in Easton says here Jeff has the solution to the Red Sox. Go ahead, Jeff.
1: Yeah, uh, J- John, I'm channeling my inner Jones here, okay. and, and I, you know, I hate I hate this assistant coach talk, but at the end of the Nuggets game, it, it occurred to me the solution: you hire Jokic's brother, <laughs> and you make him the assistant coach with the one role, which is once every month to say, "Hey, Marcus, uh, can I have a word with you out in the hall?" And I just want to see the look on Marcus's face when he knows he's going to get slapped this around, a, and, and that would be your solution.
2: I misinterpreted. So this is a Celtics solution from our Celtics discussion earlier. I thought this was a Red Sox who solution. Who are they hiring us? The, the Jokic brothers. Oh, okay. Because, you said uh, at the end of last hour you wanted uh, somebody a little tougher on the players. You wanted yeah. somebody a little bit meaner, although I thought you meant as a player, not yeah. as a coach. No,
3: I mean as a player.
2: But those, those Jokic
0: brothers are plenty mean.
3: They look scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I stopped there.
0: Why not bring in Deontay Wilder to just punch him in the face <laughs> whenever he misses a shot? Like, I mean, I'm open to it. I'm open to
2: it with the way they've the been Gypsy going. King available. I'm not. Uh, I'm not out Tyson on that Fury. idea. Bring him in there. Uh, so I, I guess I didn't realize until we were really looking at the standings. I'm like, the Yankees are nine games over 500. The Yankees are third in the division. Like, Yankees really are in a good spot. They're they're really not in that great of a spot. They're in the last wild card spot, and so. You know, I feel like we said this last week. I feel like we did this last week. A Yankee series always feel like a big series, obviously, from an eyeballs and buzz standpoint, although it doesn't seem like there's a lot of buzz around this series, especially with it being in Boston. We'll get to really see that tomorrow. We're going to be at Fenway tomorrow at the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio, so maybe, maybe we'll get a good idea of what the buzz is like when we're there tomorrow.
3: Maybe we'll see a fight outside. You know, maybe,
2: right, maybe, we'll be, maybe it'll be like people in Yankees gear, and they'll be like, Yankees suck! Yankees. Why suck. would
3: they be saying that in Yankees? Like gear? it's a,
2: like it's a wedding. No, no, they're saying it to people in Yankees gear. Oh, It'd be like a, I thought
3: it was an Oakland A situation, and they're ah, like, negging, like a rever- they're a reverse thing. negging themselves. Yes,
2: no, this is it. Would be like a wedding in like 2003, is what this would be. they'd be treating it like that. Maybe the buzz will be like that. Maybe, but I do feel like it's a real opportunity for the Red Sox again to to even things out head to head with a team like the Yankees that's in front of them. You got to win these Yankees series, duh. You got to win these Blue Jays series, duh you got to close that gap, and maybe a series like this, if you beat the Yankees in a series twice in a week, maybe that is the nudge for ownership to say, all right, Haim, add to the team. Or maybe it's Haim Bloom himself saying, all right, you know what? My instinct is to sell, and my instinct is to collect prospects, but you know what? I will go add something to this team because we beat the Yankees twice. They're in the wild card mix. So we should be able to do the same thing.
3: He's getting to George Costanza and <laughs> anything he thinks he does the opposite. Well, he so should do that.
2: That is how he should. Operate. Tune on, Rye. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. Tune on, Rye. But I think uh, I would love to see Alex Cora's reaction and the team's reaction to adding a few pieces. Because they have been so mopey, RK, in the last couple of years. You know me and how I felt about this. Even the yes. year they added Schwarber. The team moped around and it almost cost them. They backed into the playoffs on the final weekend of the year. So, like, it almost cost them then. It did cost them last year. I'd like to see if Bloom actually gave them something and provided them with something and added something. And let's see what happens with it. Does Alex? Does the season turn around and it all was about the roster and Alex Cora had a point? Do they not do anything? And does Alex Cora get a little exposed there? Like... I would let Bloom make the call at this deadline if you're adding, and they should be adding. And I think these Yankees series would be nice if they weren't so shorthanded for it.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Um, I think first base is on the table, too. You know, a shortstop would be nice. You are getting Trevor Story back at some point. So, I mean, you will have a shortstop or at least a middle infielder. Your first base production has been so brutal with Tristan Cassis this year, and I prefer to have uh, Justin Turner stay at DH. So, like, I think that's also on the table. That's another place you can add. That's one.
2: Is that is Bloom going to do that? That doesn't feel like one Bloom's going to do. He should do that. He absolutely sit Cassis down, send Cassis down, trade Cassis if anybody wants him. Like That's the kind of thing you should do.
3: Is he doing that as an olive branch to Cora? He's no. like, look, I know you hate this kid. They didn't, even so... take, they
2: didn't even take him out of the lineup the other day. They just DH'd him. Yeah. And I don't think it's just Cora who hates him. I think it's a lot of the veterans on the team if we're to believe some of the stories this offseason. Who wrote that one? Cotillo? Who wrote the one where he was,
0: like, laying down, sunning himself oh, in the
3: outfield? I'm sorry. I don't remember. I don't either. I don't well, there's another take, There's
0: another Taking naps the in the day. bullpen? Uh, and I also forget who wrote this one, but it's saying that now everybody's looking at Cassis and saying, you have to change some things about your pregame routine. So no more nude yoga, I guess, for Cassis <laughs> here going forward. Was that a thing he was doing? No, I, I think Arkan was taken oh, the, was uh, oh, Taking
3: okay. it to the extreme. Oh, he was a creative license. Taken to the extreme. Yes. I was going to say. We could have had her going yucky. there. Yucky. Yucky.
0: You guys don't remember the nude sure. yoga? Megan wants to be at Fedway every day now. Ew. <laughs> the, nude, the nude
2: yoga uh uh that he's been doing in my So that's Park. the
1: mindset with first base this and one, I, pr- I This one won't... is the
2: ham in the deli window. Are you ready for it? <laughs> oh, Let's okay. do that poor. <laughs> <No! laughs>
1: So if first
0: base is, is out because we got a young prospect, then uh, me wanting the Red Sox to upgrade a catcher because they have Connor Wong is probably out the window, too. Now. Yeah, no, yeah, I'd say I that one's probably out the window. The look. cheapy platooning on catcher thing, it's crap. It's let's, not working. Let's be honest. They have
2: a few areas. They have a few problem areas they could upgrade on this team, but who among us doesn't, really? Uh, 617-779-7937. I call this one the Marble Bay. Warrior <laughs> phone calls coming up. And we have our triple play at triple 45 next. From
0: the Stein Law Studios. 1 800 BOS Legal. This is WEEI, New England's Sports Original.